listening to One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sagern on News Radio KLBJ. Now, here's Ray. All right, we're back to wrap things up. One Man Brand Radio here on News Radio KLBJ. It's John Kuntz from Waterloo Records. You're a successful businessman here in Austin. You've done so many good things through the years. What do you say to the young kid fresh out of UT? Whatever their path in life, they want to be their own boss. They want to start their version of Waterloo Records. What's the best advice you give to somebody who wants to uh, to do that deal where they're not working for the next guy anymore, but they start their own thing? Well, I, my advice to them is always go get a job in whatever industry you want to be in and, uh, you know, find out what you like and love about it and find out what you don't like and love about it and see the things that other people are doing right and wrong and just kind of follow your own instincts and gut as far as making those transformations into the kind of vision you've got. And, uh, you know, back in the day, it seemed like I always had a bunch of people that would come up to me and say, hey, let me buy you a burger and fries and I'm going to start a record store and, you know, name your city. Uh I'm not going to be your competitor, but you tell me everything that, that, uh, that I need to do to Smart John, to thanks so much for making some time. Absolutely. And I would always tell them, you know, I'm sorry, but I, you can't have me for a, a burger and fries. <laughs> uh, uh, Picking your I, brain costs more than that. Got to, I, right? Yeah, you know, uh, um, I'm 215 hours a consultant on that. Uh-huh. But if you show me three months worth of uh, check stubs from a record store that you worked at, uh-huh. I'll buy you the burger and fries and I'll tell you everything you need to know. Nice. And uh, I never had one person take me up on that. Oh, no. So, I mean, right there, it's like, how much did they really want to work in a record store if they wouldn't go get a job? In fact, Mm -hmm. one cop told me that he he was, I'm getting ready to retire and I want to open up a record store in, in, you know, some other town. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really good with people. And I said, yeah, but you've got a badge on your chest and a gun on your hip, and you're going to be in a business where the customer's always right. Uh, <laughs> right. I, I think you need to work in a record store for three months. And he says, but I'm already working, you know, overtime as a cop. And I was like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, pal. Right. I bet my weekly workload eclipses yours by a mm-hmm. big yeah. by a big amount you know and granted my life's not on the line but he never took me up on it and yeah. I, I wish he would have because right. i think that would have been really cool to go from being a cop to being a record store owner well and, you know, i'll <laughs> tell you one of the other things that i've learned and this kind of ties back to what you've done with the aiba there it's like you can often learn and you can get inspiration you can you can learn from other people's mistakes by networking sure it, it's great if people in the industry you want to go and will share their secrets with you if you can if you can find that but a lot of times if you can just find the parallel industries other retailers right, can, right. There, there's such a wealth of information that that we can learn I, i've always felt like we've all got things to teach one another and we've all got things to learn from one another agree i do totally uh you know i mean we talked about our Aaron Franklin earlier, and I know he uh, was out in Taylor back in the day, mm-hmm. you know, learning the ropes out there. Yeah, Louie Miller. Yep. And, uh, you know, and I, I got to cut my teeth at a couple of different record stores working for the chains. And uh, there's an awful lot that can be picked up by by doing all that. And there's there's also, you know, I think one of the things I was always concerned about was 
if if somebody really dove into something without ever having done it and granted that that's worked in many a situation but uh you know there's also that whole story of uh what if the dog actually catches the car? Then what do they do? You know, you know, the, the, you know, I love it. Yeah. You know, uh, someone all of a sudden has invested everything they've got into a record store or any other entity. And then they find out this isn't really what I thought it was going to be, you know? So why wouldn't you want to, you know, just stick your toe in the water in some form or fashion? I don't know. But for sure. Do a little, do a little test drive for exactly sure. Exactly. Right. Right. And John, we talk about local retail. You, you were talking about when you were reading the Nick Hornby book that they did uh, uh, the high fidelity movie on, got me thinking about the bookstore across the street. Just, mm-hmm. just what an amazing, you know, if you talk about book, people's an iconic Austin business, Sure. Uh, obviously whole foods and it's Austin roots. And you guys refresh my memory. I know, that there's something here. I don't remember the specifics though, but you and book people did some sort of a economic impact analysis thing yeah, several well, years ago. Was, and it was, was kind of a big deal at the time. It was, it was a real big deal. It was back, the country was still, you know, in shock from 9-11 and it was the, you know, the early part of this century. Mm-hmm. There was going to be a development going in across the street from, uh, our building is now being risen there that's going to be Whole Food additional offices, but it was the block behind what is now Whole Foods, or the block east of what's there. It was going to be a urban big box center, and the first tenant that the developer had signed up was uh, Borders Books and Music, and the city was offering a bunch of incentives to the developer to do this urban central big box center so that they'd be getting the sales tax as opposed to the developer putting the center just across the city line right. and then they wouldn't get the sales tax but you know book people and i were like hey look we've been competing with borders books and music stores for you know a decade or more mm-hmm. and we're fine doing that but we want a level playing field we don't want you incentivizing borders to go in across the street from waterloo records and book people that's that's crazy and uh, at the time both book people and waterloo being kind of on the cutting edge of uh this new thing called email we had a bunch of (laughs) we had a bunch of email addresses and probably more than most businesses at that time yeah and uh we you know sent everybody on our email list the email addresses of everyone on city council and the mayor and said hey if you think that this is not the way the city should be operating, why don't you tell them? And city council saw the biggest deluge of email they'd ever seen in their life. And then a good friend of mine, Robin Rather, was involved with a group called Livable City, and they came to us and said, hey, we want to help. This isn't a livable city when when this kind of stuff is happening. And we got involved with a uh, group called Civic Economics that did a study. Book people and I turned over our books to them, and they were able to get the books of borders being a publicly traded company Mm. and they did this economic study that had never been done before about the differences between shopping local and buying from a chain and they had a uh, basket that they went and shopped at for books and music at my store and at the border store and book people and uh, it ended up being that Borders didn't have everything on the shopping list and book people and Waterloo did. And what we did have was cheaper than at Borders. And right. and but the really telling thing that came out of the whole deal was that if you shopped at spent a hundred dollars at a border store, thirteen dollars would stay in the local community. 
Mm-hmm. But if you spent $100 at Waterloo Records or Book People, $45 stayed in the local community. Hey, now. And that was an eye-opener to everybody, no matter what business they were in, mm-hmm. what city they were in. Mm-hmm. Since that time, this study's been done in a bunch of different cities across a bunch of different retail uh, types of stores. And it always comes back three and a half times more money stays in the local community by shopping local than by shopping at a chain entity. And uh, that's an incredibly powerful message. And that's one of the things that's unique about a place like Austin, that because we are unique, someone, you know, comes here and they want to get a burger at p terry's they aren't looking for where's the nearest mcdonald's right you know? yeah and and uh you know same's true with going to a place like book people or waterloo or but i mean you could it goes on and on and on you're going to go to amy's one of the right. <laughs> mount rushmore people you're sure. not going to say where's the basket and robbins absolutely that's that story and uh i'm so proud that they've been part of that first study and yeah. uh it just kind of fits in with the, the whole ethos of, of where I'm at, where Waterloo Records is at, and where I think this community's at. Along those lines, just a couple of days ago, the Austin Independent Business Alliance celebrated an anniversary. I know you were an important figure in, in getting that going back in the day. What yes, was that like? Um, Steve Burke, who at Book People, was in Boulder around this same time. And uh, I think they, Boulder, actually had the first uh, independent business association. Mm-hmm. And uh, he came back and said, hey, you know, there's something to this. And I think we need to have that in Austin. And I, I said, that sounds great, Steve. I'll be there right with you. But <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you grab this one by the horns and yeah. run with it. And uh, to his credit, he did. And, yeah, we just celebrated uh, 15 years a couple of nights ago with a bunch of those businesses that uh, were part of us from the very, very get-go. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's that whole buy local thing is there's not a community, probably a cool community <laughs> anywhere in the country that doesn't have a buy local or an independent business association these days Mm -hmm. but um you know austin wasn't first but uh kind of like apple coming into something a little bit later on whether it's an mp3 player or a phone or whatever we did it better than anybody else i think and rebecca melanson our our executive director deserves a bunch of the credit for that 